Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Yard Pro Show, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farm. I'm one of your hosts today, Mills Grant. And I'm Scott B. And it is an absolute delight to be with you. It is Saturday, August the 30th. How do you like that, Scott? I do like it. Oh, I just saw 31st. Mm-hmm. Oh, I messed up. I, was I, I, I keep getting these hand signals <laughs> the last day. from... from Angela, Money Penny over in the booth. She's giving me all kind of hand signals and doing so. Oh, hey, good morning. Nice to see you on a Saturday morning again. Um, hey, I got to say it. It's it's a fantastic production that we have on this show, right? Yes. Because I tell you what, Scott, if you heard me talk in, in real life and, and try to carry on a conversation, it'd never work. If I didn't have the help of the great producer, Money Penny, um, this show just wouldn't happen, would it? No, wouldn't happen, wouldn't happen. She pushes all the right buttons. She gets mad, though, because I like touching stuff on the screen. You do like pushing buttons. Don't ever get in the elevator with you. Buttons are so much fun, you know. Folks, you are tuned in to the Yard Pro Show. It is Saturday, August the 31st. Last day of the month. It's quickly slipping away. We are delighted to be here. If you'd like to find us during the week, it's very simple. You can find us at www.carolinafreshfarms.com. I'm so excited, as you can tell, Scott, because guess what? Guess what? It's here. It's finally here. Football season. Ah. The good old football, the pigskin, the gridiron, right? Mm-hmm. It's back. So I'm sure many of you are out in the yard early this morning because you're getting ready for all the big games coming on today. My weekend is done. My one big game that I really wanted to see was Thursday. It's over with. Hope the voice holds out throughout the entire radio show because I had a great time, great weather. Here's why I like football season, Scott. Because it's fall? Because it's fall. Okay? That's it in a nutshell. I love these cool evenings. Now, I will tell you, being a sod producer, not my favorite time of the year because I get busier because I'm going, oh, man, we need to do this, we need to do this, and oh, I just need another week of warm, hot weather. Okay? One big push. I, I just want one more week to grow it. You know, because one more big push, because anything and everything, wherever your lawn is today, is what it should look like come spring of the year when it transitions back when we're talking about warm season grasses, right? Mm -hmm. You notice I said should be. But there's a few things we got to do, and this is why this time of the year gets busy on my side because I I feel like every day I'm chasing my tail and, and staying in front of things and making sure, or staying, but not in front, maybe behind, pushing things. Because I know as the growing season wraps up, this is what I'm going to have next spring. I'm in the production business. Don't know about you, Scott. I'll go ahead and say it. Last time I checked, 
I like making money. Who doesn't, right? But our livelihood relies on inventory. So the inventory I have come September is the inventory I have to last me through the winter and through most of spring into the first part of summer because we're dealing the majority with warm season grasses, mm-hmm. right? And now we got a big put. We're leaving that and going in straight to our cool season. Mm-hmm. So this time of the year to me, there are a lot of things that, that, that we have to do and a lot of things that we're paying attention to that you yourself need to pay attention to if you have a warm season lawn. If you have Bermuda, Zoysia, St. Augustine, Centipede, and, and we said this last week, there are a lot of things that we all need you to pay attention to this time of the year. If you've got thin, weak turf, you've got about another day to put some fertilizer out and push it one more time. I've already made my last application at the farm. Did it this past week, Right? A little bit more time. Now, we got to remember, although we may be warm, it looks like this coming week we're going to be in the 90s for a lot of our listenership or the upper 80s. Although we're warm, we got two things fighting against us. Number one, the night times are cooling off. We're in the 60s. 63 degrees this morning when I left the house. I'm going to throw a sweatshirt on. Yeah. And not because you're cold. It's My just, body's just not used to it yet. Well, and it's just like, man, I can you know, I like that. I can. <laughs> you know, I can do this. Um, but it, it, there are things that we need to tend to now. But the things that are fighting against us, it's it's not just the cool nighttime temps. It's shortening of the days. The days are getting shorter. It's dark by 8 o'clock now would be my assessment, right? Yep. So the days are getting much, much shorter the night times are really cooling off. The mornings are so pleasant and cool. So pleasant and cool. Humidity has been better. So you're growing is a mm-hmm. shorter window. Yeah, every day. Every day is a little bit shorter window. So we, we there's some things we need to tend to. Large patch. There's some things that, that potentially not the greatest for us in the state that may happen later this week, such as hurricane. What's the name of this one? Dorian. Dorian. You know, latest report that I just read shortly before the show. I mean, shortly, I mean like 30 seconds. Making a um, turn. That they're projecting out, so I'm going to make a turn. Maybe more, I hate to say it, dare I say it, more like Matthew, which caused a lot of destruction because it moved slowly up the coast and just churned the coast. Um, it dumped a lot of water. So now they said, hey, Georgia, Carolinas, you need to be on the lookout. Now, speaking of which, what's it been like? The drought report. You know, last week we talked about it. Here we go. This week's weekly drought report. Oh, not that sheet. It's this one. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, did they do a new one? Let's, let's see here. What are you doing over there? I'm only using half my arm length. Okay? I'm still good. I don't have to fully extend my arm. Oh, I'm just using glasses? half my arm length to see it. Okay? I'll get you the clicks. Yeah, I'm good without the clicks. So currently, folks, 75% of the great state of South Carolina in some form of drought. That is slightly improved from last week, which was 89% of the state mm-hmm. under drought. Here's my concern, Scott. I see more of the kind of tannish color and more of the brown color. A little bit more D2, D2 out there. Eh, maybe about the same. But most of the state is abnormally dry. Okay, 75% combined is D0, 1, and 2. But the majority of that is D0, which is abnormally dry. So we're still, you know, 75% of this great state is still in need of water. Now, we may get some this week. 
I can almost at this point, I would almost guarantee you, you're going to get some if you live on the coast, you live in Columbia. Upstate still remains to be seen. But the upstate, yeah, we're abnormally dry, but it's, you know, it, it, we're not as bad as they are in the low country in the Midlands. Right. Makes sense. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about these warm season grasses. We have to be careful and we have to understand with these cooler nighttime temps, soil temperatures right now in the mid-80s in, in the Columbia market um, projected to be low 80s for the next five days. The, the soil temperature is about 80 in the upstate market projected to be in the mid-70s um, for the next five days. As these soil temperatures keep going down to around 70 degrees, we get excessive moisture. We see a huge increase of inoculation of large patch in your warm season grasses, zoysia, St. Augustine, centipede. If you have those three lawns, certainly if you have centipede or St. Augustine, I know you have experienced large patch. So we really need to keep an eye on the amount of moisture. You know, it makes me wonder, do we push up the, a day or two or a week or two that application of headway? It's on the schedule that we need to apply a fungicide to prevent large patch. The only time we can prevent it is in the fall of the year, not in the spring. We've got to prevent the inoculation of the plant. I, I'm beginning to wonder, like in that Columbia market, you know, Susie and Marshall, I don't want to send you a, a, a mob of people. But at the same token, I think we need to call for a flash mob at, at Carolina Fresh Farms off of Clemson Road. Susie and Marshall this morning, they opened at noon. Hopefully we get a lot of people going out there and pick up a bag of headway. I say you get it on your lawn now. With these temperatures cooling down, excessive mm-hmm. moisture coming, I think it's well worth getting some of this out on the lawn now to prevent the threat of large patch. Okay, I know it sounds crazy. It's the last day of August, but I'm, I'm watching these soil temperatures drop. And it's a systemic fungicide. It needs to have time to get into the plant. And we're going to have excessive moisture. We're going to have excessive cloud cover for many days. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid out of this, right? Yep. You know, to the point at the farm, I'll make some phone calls today. And although Labor Day is Monday, hope everybody has a happy Labor Day, by the way. Um, but although Labor Day is Monday, um, there may be some spraying that needs to take place Monday or Tuesday morning. Because this storm, if it does come, I think the bulk of it's going to be Wednesday, maybe trickle into Thursday. Um, but we need to get some product out there. It's, it's just my opinion. No, I like it. You know? Now, what this means is you may you may do it now, but you you know remember fungicide's only good twenty one to twenty eight days, so you may have to extend that or do another one here in about about three weeks. So, which would be smart? Which would be smart? Hey, another thing we need to talk about today as well, Scott, is if we have an opportunity, is a little bit of overseeding, preparing the lawn for overseeding. Now, soil temperatures are getting to cool. We're talking about it, but you know we need a little bit more moisture in the soil. It's still summer. Um. Probably a week or two early, but it's time to start thinking about it, especially for those that need to eradicate some weeds prior to seeding because most of our herbicides we suggest for weeds, we've got to wait two to three weeks to reseed, right? Mm-hmm. So we need, to, we need to have a little discussion or mention that throughout the show today, talk more about the, the warm season lawns. And here's the other thing. Once that soil temperature drops below 70 degrees, it's now prime time for germination of poannua. Annual bluegrass, poa annua. So we got to talk about pre-emergent. We got to remind everybody it's time to get pre-emergent out. See, you can tell this is what happens 
in the month of August. This is what happens when football kicks off, right? And, and here's the weird thing, because I do enjoy college football. How do I get all this done during the week so that I can enjoy Saturday? That's the juggling game you have to play. You just go home at noon. During the week? Yeah. I yeah. can't because I'm too <laughs> yeah, busy. Know. <laughs> you know? So, uh, folks, you're tuned into the Yard Pro Shows. We would love to have you give us a call this morning. 1 800 347 1063. That's 800 347 1063. And as always, you can text us at 71307. Hi, guys. At the close of last week's program, you texted me back after the program that Fusilade 2 is good for grassy weeds and juniper. I had some other tall growing weeds and larger juniper that my yard guy used that worked, and I thought he said he used Image. Is that a similar product to Fusilade 2? Is it safe on juniper? And would you recommend one over the other? The Image is safe for junipers. Can you, uh, do you carry both products? Thanks um, uh, much. You know... Image has a very, very limited label for over-the-top of certain ornamentals. Mm-hmm. I mean very limited. And it's almost specific to varieties. So if you know the actual genus species variety of the plant that you're growing, you can go online, look at the label for Image, and make sure it is listed safe. I think Blue Rug is listed on that bottle. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If I'm not mistaken. It Image might be a little bit broader spectrum um, on certain weeds, but the one thing, Image, the, the number one weed that really, to me, invades a shrub bed all across the state of South Carolina, what some people call wire grass, but it's Bermuda grass. That's what people are looking to eradicate. Image doesn't do a whole lot to control, if any, on Bermuda grass. Okay, Fusilade will great. will control. It doesn't outright kill it, but it will control. It will. I'm, I'm looking for the word here. What do you call it? Suppress Bermuda grass. Okay. So I mean, not image Fusilade. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think Fusilade is the better product. 90% of the time. Now, one thing Fusilade will not do is it's not going to control any broadleaf weeds. Okay? But typically, broadleaf weeds growing in a shrub bed, the broadleaf weeds to me are the easy ones to eradicate. They're easy to grab at the base and pull up. If it's a sapling growing in there, it's easy to take a pair of loppers and cut that off at the base and take a little, you know, a pick or something along that lines and push it into the ground deep, kind of pry it up. You know, use it like a pry bar, pull it out. Same thing, goosegrass. People, you got a little bit of goosegrass in the lawns, and, and people may, may not realize this is a golf course trick. 
Superintendent's going to get mad at me for saying this. Goosegrass is an issue, and darn near everybody's greens at some point in the year. Goosegrass is a tough weed to control. There's a way you can take a pocket knife or something sharp, stick it into the base of a weed, kind of cut a third of the way around, pull up, just kind of pry a little bit on your knife. I know, I know a lot of people get mad in some mills. That is not proper totem-chip use of your pocket knife. We're not supposed to stick it in dirt. But that's why I keep an old pocket knife with me every time I'm visiting a, a client because I see a weed, I can't stand it, i got to go after it, right? But we can kind of push a knife at the base of that, at the, of that weed, cut the root a little bit, pry up, and it pops out really easy without disturbing the turf that's there. You know, sometimes mechanical control, i.e. pulling weeds, is the best solution. Do you agree with that? I would. So, folks, we're going to go to the phone lines. We have Ron and Greer. Hello, Ron, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Hey, man, you brought back memories. When I was a little kid, my dad used to give us all these little knives, and we'd go out there in the yard, and we'd cut around the dandelions and pull them out. It works wonders. But, uh, hey, it does, uh, especially when you got a bunch of little kids that you don't have to pay for the, you know, the uh, weed killer stuff. Anyway, hey, and, and, Ron, let me give you a tip. Um, that was when you were a kid. Please don't go into the kitchen and take your wife's knives today and start sticking them in the dirt. She's probably not going to be happy with you. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> well, I'm not married, but that's beside the point. I wouldn't be happy with myself. Hey, um, here's a, here's a uh, question. I got some uh, you know, fertilizer, full bags, and some partial bags. That stuff doesn't go bad, right, unless it gets wet. Is that correct? Well, humidity or anything like that, yeah. If you can keep it in a cool, dry place, you should be fine. Yeah, well, that's, that's where it's going to end up being wintertime. Because um, what I'd like to do is just collect everything I know I'm going to need for the next year and just have it there. Because I get, I get going, and next thing you know, I miss something. And then I could get it down, but I can't get it down because i got to go buy it. Then I'm, You see what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Or just go out there I'll... once a month, just go out there and pick it up and rotate it. That way it's just not sitting. If you can keep it rotated in a cool, dry place, you should be fine. Oh, yeah, just shake it a little bit, huh? Yep. Okay. Um, the other question I had was um, – oh, lost it. Oh, yeah, you were mentioning this uh, – I've got the Bermuda grass. I got, I guess, like that wild stuff you might have been talking about, that wire grass blended with uh, stuff that I bought from y'all. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It looks good where it's at and it's growing. I don't have to fool with it. Uh, and I also have the Cavalier. Now – uh, I haven't seen any problem with anything that will require a fungicide or anything, or am I, am I uh, mistaken? And also, I heard something about pre-emergent now with this stuff. I, I, you know, I kept things pretty clean because I've been doing a lot of hand weeding as I walk across the yard. But what's your opinion of what I might should be doing? You know, Bermuda grass, for the most part, when it comes to warm or um, large patch things that nature, for the most part, we don't see a lot of large patch um, inoculate Bermuda grass. You know, zoysias can be an issue, um, but Cavalier, it, it seems okay with large patch. I mean, if you left it untreated, you may see some. It doesn't seem to be a major issue with it. Um, the the thing with Cavalier that we do see is more leaf spot disease, but normally that's, you know, during the growing season, you know, mid to late spring, again, maybe this time of the year, may see some dollar spot, things like that pop up. Um, large patch, not so much. But if I were you, Ron, I know how you like to maintain your lawn. I think an application of, of fungicide goes a long way um, 
in the fall of the year, it's almost, you know, it's it's kind of like your car. You know, hey, it still runs good even though I hadn't changed my oil in 14,000 miles, but sometimes it's worth changing the oil, you know, more frequently than every 14,000 miles. Um, so it, it comes to me about maintenance, and I, it's probably a wise idea. I know a bag of fungicide is not the cheapest thing. Scott, what's a, a bag of headway, the best fungicide we have in the grain mill form? $99? Probably, yeah, 90 to 100 bucks. okay? I know it's not cheap. Uh-huh. But to me, ninety to a hundred dollars is something you know, tax and all out the door. That's that's a pretty cheap insurance program, you know. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't. I, I know my 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 insurance is, you know, the company that I pay. I mean, I, I give them an insurance agent all the time. Lives around the corner, and my buddy that also has insurance with him said, you know, we built this house based on my premium. So, you know, we pay a lot more for other insurance out there. It, it's not that expensive to pay this for insurance that, hey, I'm going to have a better-looking lawn next spring and a healthier lawn with fewer issues. So I'd probably do it. Um, I think with us in the upstate, we're not going to get a lot of rain. I think you can hold off on that application a couple of weeks till it gets a little bit cooler. Um, the same with the pre-emergent in the upstate. I, I, you know, we'll be the first to go out with pre-emergent because our soils are cool quicker than the ones in Columbia. So I, I feel like we probably have a few more weeks you know, I'm thinking September 15th right now, looking at weather patterns, is probably going to be about the target um, for pre-emergent. For both of them? Yeah, probably for both is what I'm thinking in the upstate. Yeah, my concern in that Columbia market, the coastal market, the amount of rain that we got coming, um, you know, it, it, so what? It cost you a little bit of money. I, I think if, if I had a loan down there, I'd probably put fungicide out ahead of the storm. But just because the potential for a lot of, of rain – coming you know from the coast that could that could that could turn around and bite you next spring so why not spend a little bit of money all right so all right. we're going to pre-emergent and uh pre-emergent and uh fungicide headway that's correct all right great I, thank you very much appreciate the show thanks ron have thanks, a great ron. weekend bye-bye you know, uh, Scott, we're going to try it real quick because we, we only have about a minute until the uh, bottom of the hour break. Actually, it's a little bit less, um, so I don't know if we can get it. we got Johnny on hold, and I really hope Johnny will hold on as well as uh, Mike. We'll get to you very, very quickly as soon as we come back from the bottom of the hour break because um, Johnny's from St. Matthews, and I love to talk with folks. I mean, that's close to our farm, and it's always great to, to, to talk with folks there in the, in the low country in the Midlands. You are listening to the Yard Pro Show, and uh, – we should be back at the bottom of the uh, – well, you know what? We we might have. we got a minute. Let's go for Johnny. Hey, Johnny, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Yes, sir. Thank you. All hey, right. Um, we got about a minute. <laughs> okay, good. Fast question. Uh, what kills goose grass? I, I heard you said a knife, but um, I got a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, what kind of grass is it growing in, Johnny? Um, I got centipede. You got centipede. Ooh. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, Let's talk about what kills it. It's going to be very, very difficult on centipede. I'm going to have to wrap my brain um, because a lot of the chemicals that really kill goosegrass can be pretty detrimental to our grasses, especially centipede. I would probably try to physically remove the larger ones at this point, you know, by hand, mechanically. You know, to frost, that goosegrass will be gone. What we need to do is make sure that we get you timed right with pre-emergent next year goosegrass in your market's going to start germinating in may so we need to get a fungicide time right before that and that should help okay. you all right and you said a good a good um post-emergent uh, uh, a good pre-emergent next year i will look for a post-emergent and try to say something in the second half to show about it does that work 
Okay, great, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Johnny. Have a great weekend. Folks, you're tuned in to the Yard Pro Show, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. We're taking that bottom of the hour break. We'll talk to you in a minute. State's leader for stimulating talk and breaking news. 1063 WORD. WYRD FM. Simpson WSPA FM HD2 Spartan Radio.com station. Fox News. I'm Karen McHugh. With sustained winds of 145 miles per hour, Hurricane Dorian slowly moving westward towards the Florida coast. But the experts say there's a chance the storm may take a right turn and head north. We also remind people Georgia and the Carolinas with time into the middle of next week. That's Wednesday night into early Thursday morning, so we've got a ways to go on this storm. National Hurricane Center Director Ken Graham. Whether Florida sustains a direct hit or not, there's a lot more to be worried about. The concern of a storm surge and rain, the king tides posing a particular threat because they were already worrying about flooding before a hurricane was headed in their general direction. Now they're really worried that that could have a major, major impact as people try and get ready. Hope for the best, but don't take anything for granted. Foxes Griff Jenkins in Delray Beach. America is listening to Fox News. Now, the Upstate's most trusted forecast from the 106.3 WORD Weather Center. Highs level off around 90 today under clear skies, northeasterly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows of off around 66. Tonight, clear skies and quiet. A blend of clouds and sun. Tomorrow, high of 86. Dry with temperatures above average. Monday and Tuesday, and highs in the upper 80s. Currently, it's 66 degrees. Here's Carl Robbins. Quarrelsome speech. This is the person who always loves drama. They always seem to be in a dispute or a controversy. And they would say, no, I'm not quarrelsome. I just like interesting debates. I just like playing devil's advocates. Well, Proverbs chapter 20 says, any fool will quarrel. Talk radio, talk TV, which loves to incite arguments, panders to fools in this regard. They try to rope you in. Call in if you're upset. We want to quarrel. Why does the fool love to quarrel? Because he has no self-control. The man who uses harsh speech, according to Proverbs 15, is just looking for a quarrel to show he's a fool. The second thing that you should bridle your tongue concerning that needs to be bridled is coarse speech, sexual innuendo, dirty jokes, profaneness. Woodruff Road Presbyterian Church is pleased to bring you this moment in God's Word and the teaching of Pastor Carl Robbins. Paid non-attorney spokesperson paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention military vets and current soldiers who served between 2002 to 2016. Have you or a loved one suffered hearing loss or tinnitus after serving or while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces? You may be entitled to compensation. 3M, the manufacturer of earplugs made for combat, recently paid the government $9.1 million to settle a False Claims Act case for knowingly selling these defective earplugs for over a decade. Specifically, the United States argued that the manufacturer knew their earplugs were too short for proper insertion into users' ears and that the earplugs could loosen and therefore didn't perform properly or reduce noise the way they should have. If you or a loved one suffered hearing loss or tinnitus after serving or while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces, you need to choose the right legal team that has the experience, support staff, and resources to seek the most compensation for your injury. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Breeze. Call the Sentinel Group now for more information and a free case review. Call 800-894-9919. 800-894-9919. That's 800-894-9919. Did you know the IRS can prevent you from obtaining your passport? Hi, this is Stacy with Expert Tax Solutions. If you owe the IRS for back taxes, the IRS now has the power to deny your passport, even if you already have one. If you are receiving those letters from the IRS, don't keep ignoring them and don't let the IRS ruin your travel plans. Call Expert Tax Solutions today at 877-3227 or online at upstatetaxhelp.com. From Belton to Boiling Springs and easily to Ennery. Live and local. In your neighborhood. 106.3 WORD. TLC Motors Carolina Motor Fest is back. The hottest event on wheels rolls into historic Greenville Pickens Motor Speedway Complex. Saturday, October 5th. Buy, sell, and trade anything on or for wheels. For info tickets to reserve your space, go to carolinamotorfest.com. With patriotsoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. We entrepreneurs love having employees, unless there's drama. Once I had a bookkeeper and my accounting department threatened to beat up one of my accountants. Seriously? More drama? But the plot thickened when I learned that the bully was a female cage fighter on weekends. Whoa! I had the police help me end that accounting drama. That's why I created my fifth successful business, Patriot Software to help entrepreneurs have a drama-free accounting department with our online accounting software without needing the police. Go to PatriotSoftware.com, use promo code RADIO, and get two months of accounting software free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Welcome back to the Yard Pro Show, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. I'm one of your hosts today, Mills Grant. And I'm Scott Beard. And it is an absolute delight to be here, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. If you'd like to find us during the week, it's very simple at www.carolinafreshfarms.com. There you will find a link to all of our retail stores throughout the great state of South Carolina. Seven now, by the way. New store in uh, newest store in the Somerville Market Somerville. off of Dorchester Highway, now open. Love to have you out there as well. Um, we are open during the week, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, and 8 to noon on Saturday, including today. Now, we will be closed Monday in observance of Labor Day. However, we are open today from 8 till noon. We'd love to have you come out, uh, walk around, because, you know, the other neat thing about fall, and this is what I love about it, it's not just about football. It's not about the hype of 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 doing all these things, finish growing grass off for the season. Here's the other thing is it's a great time to get outdoors. And the neat thing at Carolina Fresh Farms at all locations, we have a great selection of hardscape materials and fire rings and things of that nature. And this is a great time of year to get outside. You know, last night, Scott, I walked out of the house and in preparation for a few things and was putting some things in the truck. And the smell of campfire in the air 
was just phenomenal. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. That's the yeah. best. So, if you would like a a little outdoor patio, fire set, or, or, or something along that lines. Um, check us out. We have a lot of great product there. Natural Stone, if you want to build your own. We have some prefab. I say prefab. Well, we got some prefab stuff. But, you know, retaining wall block round fire pit kits or, or square fire pit kits, very easy to build in a weekend or a half a day. Natural Stone I mean, fire pit? Yeah, you've got time. Some of these little fire pit kits that we sell, I mean, if, in theory, they could run to the store today. Buy it before noon. Probably might be hard to get it delivered for you today. I'm not going to commit that other than Scott's store. He'll make it happen. No. Um, it, it might not be able to deliver it for you, but if you've got a trailer or a truck um, that'll hold the weight, we could load it up. You could take it home, and by this evening before the sunset, you could have a campfire in your backyard. Oh, yeah. You'd be done in a couple hours. Yeah. So I, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. We'd love, we'd love to see you, the customer, at the store. It's what we, we really enjoy. Love to have you come by. I'd like to spend time with you. Come so on now. I'm going to do that tonight. What's that? Have a fire? Yes. Yeah, I am too. Mine is Good a push-button ignition. I'm sorry. Sorry, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just click the button. Turn the knob to high, click the button. Fire. Let there be fire. Neat thing is my clothes don't stink when I go inside. No, that's the best. Yeah, I know. Campfire smells, campfire smells. Scott, we're going to stay with the phone lines. We have, let's see here. Blah, blah, blah. All right, we're taking them in the order which we receive. We have Mike in uh, Greer has a question about clippings. Hello, Mike, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show, and thank you for holding on through that bottom of the hour break. No problem. Listen, I have a fescue lawn. Do I bag the clippings, or do I just... Let them lay. Uh, you know, uh, right now I would bag them in preparation of I'm, – I'm sure you're going to probably do a little bit of seeding and some fertilization here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I'd probably right. bag them right now. Um, I think, you know, Mike, it's one of those things, kind of use some uh, – It's I always say it, growing grass and maintaining a yard is not really rocket science. Um, let's think about this. If, if it's pretty dry, you're not taking a lot of clippings off – Certain times of the year, I think it's fine to mulch them, leave them lying. Um, certain times of the year, I think it's worth your time to go ahead and bag them. And this is the time of year, you know, in preparation for overseeding, things like that. We need that seed to have contact to the soil. We start, we keep clipping them right now and letting them lie. They're not going to have time to degrade and turn into soil in the next two weeks before we're ready to overseed. So this is the time of year I kind of put the bagger back on the board and, and just bag my lawn. Okay, well, what do you think then about uh, in the in the spring and summer? Uh, uh, maybe alternate. Maybe alternate. Yeah, maybe alternate some here and there. Um, the, the the thing that concerns me in the summer about mulching continually, if we let it get too tall, and you know, brown patch, we increase the spread and development of disease if we increase humidity. So think think to yourself when you're mowing, hey, if it's not a lot of clippings, it's it's not going to hold more moisture per se and keep the leaf blade wet for a prolonged period. Go ahead and mulch it. But if you're cutting in the morning with a lot of dew, something like that, that's when I throw the bagger on and bag them. Um, if you're mowing it okay. when it's really dry in the middle of the afternoon, I think it's fine and acceptable to mulch it. Okay. Well, that sounds good. We'll All give right. that a shot and see what happens. Sounds see, great. Thanks, Mike. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You know, Scott, when we, when we make decisions in the lawn, and that's the way I do it, is when I do things in the lawn, 
I sit there and think to myself, all right, what kind of impact is this going to have in the next 6, 8, 10, 12 hours or week or day in the landscape? What are my conditions? What What is the plant fighting against right now? What adversity do I have to overcome? And is this going to add to that adversity or is this going to help take it away? That's pretty deep, isn't it? But, that, but that's what you do. That's how you make these decisions as to what you're doing in your landscape. Scott, we're going to stay with the phone lines. We have Dot in Columbia. Hello, Dot, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Good morning. Um, dandelions, how do you eradicate them and don't have to keep digging them up, treating them, whatever, year after year? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, a pre-emergent will do a, uh, do a little bit on that, Okay. Um, the problem, I feel like, some of the old chemistry pre-emergent um, was was much broader in the label, like pendulum, things like that, and we just don't see it used that much anymore or available um, in a residential setting. The new ones are Dimension and Barricade, and they're really more exclusively grassy weed control. Um, so you can get the influx of, of dandelions, but I tell folks, you know, depending on the lawn type and the time of year, we've got some granular product um, in essence of, you know, I hate to use the name weed and feed, um, but it, it's kind of like weed and feed type stuff, a, a post-emergent weed killer on a fertilizer where you get that two punch, you know, how I'm going to fertilize the lawn and I'm going to control weeds. Um, those seem to work pretty good on dandelions, to, to, and, and it's easier to do that versus having to go out there because if you get a patch of dandelions, that can be tough. So what I tell folks sometimes, maybe it's better to go in chemically, try to remove them post-emergently with a chemical. And if we can, you know, if we got a lot of dandelions, if we can eradicate 80 or 90 percent of them in, in two, three, four weeks' time with, with a herbicide, then maybe we can get it to a point where you can go out and spend an hour or two hours in the evening, um, you know, once or twice a week and, and pluck a few that are coming up. Um, yeah, they do come back year after year from the roots, right? Yes, they do, and and that's one of the the difficult things. That's why I feel like sometimes if they get really thick and heavy, I think you are up against a little bit of a battle dot where you're going to have to use some herbicide. Um, follow the label. Most post-emergent uh, herbicides can be reapplied in in a two to three week time frame, and a lot of times I think people run into the sense of. They apply it once, it burns the foliage back, everybody's happy. But those dandelions have a taproot and can get deeply rooted. Um, mm-hmm. And almost that taproot gets swells almost to the point like it's a tuber. And, yeah. and, and if we don't get enough herbicide there to kill it, then, yeah, you might burn the foliage, but a month later it just seems to regrow. And that's where I think a lot of people – see it die back and think they eradicated it with one application, but they failed to go back with a follow-up application. What so, about the Weed Be Gone? I have used that. Weed Be Gone can work, but once again, I think it's one of those, read the label, but I think the label on that one is you can reapply it after two weeks. So okay. I would apply it. Don't mow them, anything like that, because you got to remember, too, this chemical is being oh. lo- translocated through the leaf tissue to, to the root, but in two weeks, whether that dandelion looks dead or green, reapply it according to label. Um, get that second that second application on something like a dandelion, on um, wild violets, on these perennial broadleaf weeds. That second application to me is the most critical and crucial, and you don't want to miss it. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bye. Dot. Have a great weekend. 
You know, Scott, um, man, phone lines are lit up. This is fantastic. Let's go to Bob in Columbia. Hello, Bob, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. How y'all doing this morning? Great. Good. I got. Uh, I talked to Scott last week. We we did a little sidebar, and uh, we talked about getting rid of what he told me was uh, Saint Augustine. Yes. In Mazoya. Yes. So I got Saint Augustine in Mazoya somehow. So I bought some Quinn Clorock. Okay. And. I'm reading through the instructions. I'm on page 388. <laughs> really not. I mean, it's like forever. <laughs> yeah, you got your magnifying glass out too. <laughs> so. Oh, I downloaded it to my phone and that- I got it blown up on my little <laughs> cell phone. Anyway, can you give me a short and sweet? How much do I put in a gallon of water? What do you see anything on there that has a rate anywhere that tells you per acre? It does, and it's like 128 ounces to an acre or 0.55 ounces to 1,000 feet. Okay, so if it's 128 ounces to the acre, and I'll walk you through this because, Bill, this is great, not just for you with this specific issue. I think it's really good for, and we hadn't mentioned this in a couple months, for everybody to know how do we take a label of a commercial product and interpret it to use within our own lawn? Because we know you're not spraying an acre typically, and we know that you don't have big spray equipment. So we have a rate of product of 128 ounces per acre, if that's what's on the label. 128 ounces is exactly the number of ounces in a gallon. So that is a one gallon per acre rate. So we have to do a little bit of simple math. We know, and this is how they come up with what they come up with, we know that there are 43,560 square feet per acre, okay? So I'm going to take your 128 ounces over that whole acre, and I'm going to divide it by 43.56, and that is 2.93 ounces per gallon per 1,000 square feet. Okay, based on that one gallon per acre, that's what that would come out to be. So let's, we're, and and here's the deal: when I calculate spray rates, I double or triple do my math. So we're going to take 128 ounces and we're going to divide it by 43.56, and that is 2.93 ounces per thousand square feet. All right, so now that's great. You know that you need 2.9 ounces per thousand square feet. But you're still going to look at me, Bill, and go, well, Mills, that's great, but that still doesn't tell me how much to put in a, in, into water and how much water. As a general rule of thumb, 99% of all Americans should understand that as a general rule of thumb, with a backpack or a handheld garden sprayer, we should be spraying one gallon of liquid per 1,000 square feet. Okay. So if we know this, that the majority of people spray one gallon per 1,000 square feet, then that means we would put 2.9 ounces per gallon of water and go spray it. Does that make sense? It does. And what about this oil? Are you supposed to add some kind of oil? That product works much better with what we call methylated seed oil. Okay, it is just a very, very lightweight oil. Um, It's a surfactant. It acts as a surfactant, but it is an actual lightweight oil. Methylated seed oil is very easy to find at any, you know, 
good, true farm and garden center. Um, they should have it around. If you don't have it, you can substitute some surfactant with that. Probably won't work as well. But the methylated seed oil seems to work and help activate the chemical and translocate it into the plant quicker is why they suggest it. All right. I'll try all that, and I need to do a few a few applications, I guess. Three? Uh, uh, yeah, whatever the label says. I think I know you could do, do two, and it may call for three. All right. All right? All right, I'm going to give it a shot. Sounds Thanks, great. Bye. Thanks, Bob. Bye-bye. Scott, uh, Scott um, we just had a caller, Bill, from uh, Greer just dropped. If you want to get call us back, we'll be happy to uh, get right back to you. But let's talk about this spray rate because this is important. You know, we say as a general rule of thumb, your sprayer should spray 1,000 square feet. Now, when I look at most homes, especially in the larger towns, Columbia, Greenville, um, really all around, Charles, yeah. most homes have a concrete or an asphalt driveway. Yep. And when they're wet, can, can we all agree that they look different than when they're dry? They look darker, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting, my point I'm getting to, you can tell when it's been sprayed with the water, right? Here's a simple thing everybody should do if, if you want a lawn and you're going to be I spraying herbicides. We need to calibrate your sprayer, okay? So what I want you to do is take your sprayer, and the first thing I want you to do is go out and measure a 1,000-square-foot area on your driveway. And, and I know we got some people now going, well, my driveway is not 1,000 square feet, okay? It may not be. But you can measure 200 square feet. You can measure 500 square feet. It's a good one. Measure 500 square feet. Okay? Let's measure a 500 square foot area out where we can see where you're spraying. Okay? Then I want you to mark it with the I'm, kids chalk. chalk. <laughs> where it's correct. Sidewalk chalk. Or a flag. Right? Or a flag. Sidewalk chalk. Everybody should have a, a, a P. And if you don't have kids or your kids are grown like mine, you got a you got a family in the neighborhood that's got kids. Just walk up to them. Hey man, you got a piece of sidewalk chalk? I'll give you a dollar for it. You know they'll probably give it to you free. Hey man, especially the dads are like great. Take it all because I'm tired of coming home and seeing my sidewalk mixed, you know all chalked up. Uh, mark this area off. Take if if it's 500 square feet. Take a half gallon. Or go ahead and put a gallon of water. Water, no chemicals, just water <laughs> in your tank. Go spray that area uniformly. All right? It's great. This is practicing. Mm-hmm. It teaches you how to spray uniform patterns. All right? When we spray herbicides, we're only spraying to wet. Okay? When we're spraying lawns. We're not spraying shrubbery where we're getting up underneath it. We need to drench it. We need to suck it. It's not a drench. It's a spray. Okay? So we're spraying to wet. Go spray it. Spray that 500-square-foot area. And then look in the tank. You should be left with a half a gallon of water. If you're not, it's okay. If you're left with two-thirds of a gallon, that's fine. Now we know that instead of you spraying, you know how much product or or liquid you're going to apply per 1,000 square feet. It's simple math. And that's another good point because a lot of sprayers come with different nozzles too. Then you can turn around and practice with those nozzles. Mm. And here's another good tip in reference to that. Once you figure all this out, Take a permanent marker and write on the side of your tank one gallon per thousand, whatever. I spray a half a gallon per thousand square feet. Whatever you spray, write that rate on the tank 
because I know what happened. You'll come out two months later to spray something. Man, I can't remember exactly how much I spray. Write it on the tank. It's always there. Okay? When you get a new bottle of herbicide, yes. permanent marker, read the label. Once you figure the rate out so you, you don't have to be like myself and Bill and download the PDF so you can explode it 14 times the normal size to read it, once you go through all this process and figure it out, take a permanent marker and write on the outside of the chemical jug how you're supposed to mix it. It just makes life easier. I'm all about easy, man. Right? Apparently so. I mean, you got to push igniter. Ah, exactly, for my <laughs> fire pit. Scott, we're going to go to the uh, text lines here because we have some. Uh, we had a few texts come in. I thought it would be pretty good. Um, when it's time to do something about wild onions that take over my yard in the cooler months. You know, the key with any weed is to control it when it's immature and young and beginning to flush growth. So when you begin to see that, depending on what type of grass, really depends on what type of herbicide we may suggest. But one thing that people don't understand about wild garlic and wild onions, you, you don't normally have to go out and purchase some fancy specialty herbicide. A good broadleaf weed killer, a three-way product containing some 2,4-D and other elements, works pretty good on wild garlic and wild onions. With surfactant. With surfactant. That's the key because it has this waxy cuticle on the outside, and it's small. We need to get more chemical to attach to it and hang around a little bit longer. So when it begins to emerge is a good time to do it. And, and my rule of thought, you heard me tell Dot earlier, it's the same thing with nutsedge right now. is a great time to spray nutsedge, by the way. Yeah, but if you're going to spray nutsedge, mow your lawn, wait a couple of days, the nutsedge pops up above the lawn, spray it. Do not mow it as long as you can keep from mowing it. As long as you can physically ignore that those weeds are taller, do not mow it because these chemicals, the herbicides, most of them translocate through leaf tissue. The longer we can leave the product there on the leaf, the better off we are. It gives the chemical time to run all the way down. With wild onions, wild garlic, that's a necessity because you're trying to kill that little tuber in the ground. Same thing with nutsedge, dandelions, anything that has a, a storage unit under the surface. A tuber, a bulb, anything like that, a fat root. We want to give time, as much time as we can, for that herbicide to get into that. That way we get better control with fewer applications. And not only that, it's easy. You don't have to mow the grass. Right? Scott, let's see here. What else do we have here? Hey, guys, I sprayed fungicide this week. I noticed some dollar spot spreading. I have Bermuda grass. Thanks, Wilkins from Simpsonville. That is correct. Um, and, you know, I think you may see some dollar spot because, you know, we're talking about possibility of large patch inoculation. With it getting cooler, we got excessive moisture. But here's the other thing. With cloudy, overcast days, warmer daytime temperatures, we're probably going to see a bunch of dollar spot. Um, if we get a couple cloudy days, some leaf spot diseases, uh, be on the lookout for that. If if you really have highly maintained turf and want to avoid it, a little fungicide goes a long way prior to the storm. I can almost imagine there will be a lot of golf greens being sprayed today, Monday, even though it's a holiday. There's there's probably going to be a fair amount of fungicide going out in front of this. I hope there is. You know, it makes sense. Um Let's see. I have torpedo grass in my centipede. I ordered some Acclaim Extra as recommended by your team in Duncan. I'm not optimistic I'll be able to spot spray all of it. Um, is there a pre-emergent available I can plan to use this spring? Mike and Inman. I do think that you might see uh, a aiding in control if we did a good barricade uh, predominant application. I think that will help you a bit. 
um, but torpedo grass can be a nuisance. A claim extra, um, a very expensive product can work. Um, a good old product, but um, and it is in um, centipede. You know, Scott, I wonder is because we want to talk about something else. We had a caller first half of the show asked about goosegrass and centipede. We did a little checking and tenacity, tenacity by Syngenta. Excellent product if you have centipede. Okay, all of our stores should have tenacity in stock. If they don't have it, they can get their hands on it very quickly. Um, but tenacity, very reasonably priced. Now it doesn't seem like it because this little bitty four ounce bottle is like fifty bucks. But keep in mind, four ounces will do an acre. Okay, we were talking earlier with Bill about one hundred twenty eight ounces per acre. But this particular product is four ounces per acre, low use, which is great. And you want a spot spray. And you want a spot spray. But tenacity does wonders. I'm not sure if torpedo grass is on the label, but if I had to guess, you know, it does control crabgrass, it controls goosegrass. It actually controls, do not spray this on Bermuda because it does suppress and can aid in control of Bermuda grass and centipede. Okay? It's a photosynthetic inhibitor too, which is kind of cool because it stops the photosynthesis process. So I knew you were going the targeted this. weeds turn white. It's really kind of cool. Don't freak out when you see it. But tenacity on the goosegrass, the crabgrass, um, nut sedge in centipede. Tenacity is a great product. We spray a tremendous amount of this at the farm. Typically, we're not targeting goosegrass because we spray our pre-emergence and time them so that we prevent our goosegrass from becoming a problem. Scott's looking. You don't see t- don't torpedo see, grass listed. It, it may not be listed. So, uh, folks, um, Oh, do you offer deliveries for smaller quantities um, if I just need a bag of product or can I have it delivered during the week? Thanks. You know, it depends. I said that's a case-by-case basis. It depends on where you live, and we may have a truck going your way. So I'd always call. We are always happy to help you. We, We have a firm belief it's all about customer service. There are a lot of people that sell the products we sell at Carolina Fresh Farms, but we feel like if we can grow the best quality side, and give you the best service known to man, it eliminates competition. That's what we're about, is the service and the knowledge, folks. So we appreciate you being tuned into the Yard Pro Show today. You can find us during the week at www.carolinafreshfarms. We hope you have a great weekend and enjoy your holiday on Monday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.